Lord, you are our shepherd. Lord, you are our shepherd. That's my declaration today. That's me decreeing unto him today that he is my shepherd. That's me commanding my day. That's me getting up, opening up my eyes to even open up my mouth to say. That's me raising up my hands to wave. Me walking this earth knowing that he is my shepherd. Nothing else could ever matter to take my focus off knowing that he is my shepherd. All the heaven hear me. All the earth hear me. All the hell hear me. Declare and decree right now, this very second, that the Lord is my shepherd. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Your word will never change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But you caused me to increase. And my faith just became more on the rise to declare you are my shepherd. What does a shepherd do? Attend to the sheep. Attend, attend, take care of, responsible for, nurture, parent, supply. He said, Well, supply all your needs. I'm your shepherd, and you shall not even want. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, so my shepherd must have to be in control order for him to be ahead of me. Leave me beside the still waters. Still, still, still waters. We command peace to be still and the water is still. He leave me beside peace. He leads us. He leads us. I'm talking to your spirit, man. I'm not talking to your flesh. I'm not talking to your emotions. I'm not even talking to your thoughts. I'm not even talking to your memory. I'm talking to your spirit, man. Because your spirit, man, knows the truth. Your spirit, man, knows the Lord is your shepherd. Your flesh may try to talk you out of that. Your flesh may try to tell you that you got to step in and do something. But your spirit, man, knows. Father, you are our shepherd. Therefore, I would never say words I used to say ever again. Words as if I don't have, I don't got, I need more of. I have no needs because I have no wants. Because you said, you said, you said the one I serve said to me. The one who gave this life said unto me. I am your shepherd. I attend to you. I'm responsible for you. You have to know that with all of your being, regarding every single thing that pertains to you. I'm not going to teach you anything that I don't walk in. And it took some preparation to get to where I am today. It takes dedication, synchronization, remaining, 
what? Nothing no one can say can cause me to not believe. Nothing no one can do to cause me to stop or fall. Because my eyes is on my shepherd. He takes great care of you. See, we ask him for things. And you be in a situation to exercise what you ask him for. But you actually not ready to receive what you ask him for. Because you just said something as if he's not your shepherd. When you go to the world and say, please help me. I'm in desperate need of anything.
You're not aware of what you just done. Not aware of what you just said. Not aware of the sound you just set in the atmosphere. And because he so loved you, he's still walking by our side. Our father always been, and he always will be the same. And think about generation upon generation from the day he decides to create. And us as his children, look at the transition from us all the way from the beginning to here we are now. So much has taken place. We you say words like, back in the day it was better, I wish you could go back this way, then you're living in the past. That's why you can't embrace the future. Because it's not set up to get worse. It's set up to get better. You're not set up to go backwards. You're set up to go forward. You're set up to exceed. You're set up to excel. You're set up to level up. You have to meditate on God. Not meditate on you. Not meditate on your assignment. Not meditate on your purpose. Not meditate on your gifts. Not meditate on your anointing. Because that already is. It's already in place. You were born that way. And before you enter into your mother's womb, you still already was. You always will be. That you are. That you are. That you are. Not to become to be. Take up thy bed and walk. He didn't have to tell him to take up anything. He could have said, just walk. You lied in that. You lied in that lie. You could have said, leave that lie in the past. You just get up and walk. Now I want you to address that devil. Because he had you in that bed for a very long time. Take up that lie. And you walk that lie out of here. down and imagine how Satan felt how he looked how he trembled when he saw that man take up that bed and he walked see Satan wasn't even aware of a lot of encounters that God do because God is filled with many wonders and Satan knew that he would have caused that man to be somewhere else if he knew Christ was going to come he wouldn't have done what he done see God don't show Satan everything God is filled with many surprises, even to demonic forces. He didn't show him everything about your life, but he knows that he's given you life in that more abundantly. He knows what you are called to do. He knows what you are capable of. But the key is, he knows whether you know or not. Hallelujah. He knows whether you know or not. Hallelujah. Remain focused. And that is a command. When you command your day, that's something you live up to. Because it has to happen because you know you said that. And you're going to live up to what you just said. So what are you commanding? Everyone has an important, an important time. To experience everything that God wants you to experience at that among, that right opportune time. But it's not set up for you to wait for it to happen. Even though he's giving you patience and be anxious for nothing. 
You also live in the now. You don't live in the later. You live in the now. So what are you saying now? What are you speaking into your life now? How are you watering your promises? How are you watering your seed? Because your promises are your seed. That is your harvest. The manifestation is harvest time. Time to reap what you've been sowing. You can sow corruptible seed and you can sow incorruptible seed. It all depends on the words that you say. And that's why he's giving us the answer. Choose life. You can speak blessings or curses, life or death, but choose, but choose, but choose life. Instead, watch the words you say. It's very important. Even by just having a slight thought, any concern about your future, about your health, about anything about you or your loved one or those around you. Stay knowing. Stay in tune. Stay remembering. If you got to picture the resurrection power in your forefront all days of your life, then picture that. Vision that. If you have a vision, God standing before you all days of your life, then vision that. Just have a vision. To keep you continuing on. Sitting up at night worrying. I used to sit up at night and worry about how things are going to be taken care of. And I'm still saying God. And knowing God at that. But just not knowing who I am. Knowing who he is. Not even knowing to get to know who I am is to get to know more about him. I haven't tapped into that because I was still saying things that I didn't have to say. Not aware of what Christ getting up afforded us. I don't have to speak that way anymore. I don't have to think that way anymore. I don't have to live that way anymore. If you, you know how it is when you speak the word of God into your finances. And I'm going to say that because that's a, a major concern to many people. People don't play when it comes to their money. When you walk up with God, you will say things like money you can keep. Because money not going to get you where God is taking you. It's his grace. See, we think it's money. I need money to travel. People just tell me all the time, Quenisha, you're going to need money to travel. You got to do something to gain money. I am doing something. I am gaining. I'm a child of God. And no one ever convinced me otherwise. Even though sometimes I was even thinking, but I stared myself up in the midst of that thought. It never went too far. Those nights I was thinking, Christ was sitting right beside me, watching me think. And he said to me one day, he just, matter of fact, he just laughed. And I was like, what's so funny? I'm thinking about this. At the time, my landlord kept pressing for money that God kept telling me to sow into the kingdom. Telling me to sow in my rent money. Sow my entire check. And I did it. I did it every time. And she never asked for her money before because I always gave it to her before time. So she must have thought something's going on. But months went past. She said, hold up now. Now I got to see what the problem is. 
and I was up like, God, I know you're doing something. I don't know what you're doing, but I was sitting up thinking, not worrying, get my thoughts right. I was up thinking about how can I get in God's head to know what he's doing that he's not trying to show me. <laughs> I was trying to bring God's thoughts to my level of understanding. When I had to come up higher, he's teaching me to come up higher. That's why Christ was laughing. Hallelujah. That's why Christ was laughing. Hallelujah. He was teaching me. He was laughing. You're trying to ask God to show you what he's doing because you know he's doing something. See, Christ laughed because he knew that I acknowledged the fact that God is moving. I wasn't worrying saying that he's not moving and he's not going to come through. I was just up at night trying to figure out how. <laughs> how are you going to do it? And it's not us to ask how. It's us to just say thank you for doing it. See, that's how you get God to move. When you think of already, because you already know it's a purpose to the plan. Hallelujah. It's not for you to go through a trial and faint. He said, faint not. You understand? Faith worketh patience. Faith worketh patience. And let patience have her perfect work. Why is that so important? So you're going to be blessed and entirely wanting nothing. And when he say wait, it's not a physical sense to wait. It means to have faith. Knowing that it's already done. You don't have to wait to see what day are you going to do it. I thank you for doing it already. You see the transformation and the attitude from saying when to thank you. How? Thank you. But, thank you. I, thank you. You don't have to see everything in order to believe. Blessed is he who believe and have not seen. Isn't that what Christ said to Thomas? Come on. And I said to Christ, when you got up out the tomb on the third day, you walked through town. How can they not know it was you? Because their faith was that low? Their hearts were that close to not believe you would get up? Because if his own disciples believed that on the third day he would have got up, they would have been what he told them to be at. Meet me at Galilee. Why are you still in Jerusalem? Mary, why are you crying? And said the Lord is not here. Did he not tell you? You still didn't believe. And he already have risen and so have we. Already in heavenly places. And yet a lot of us still not believing. And I know I was one of them. And I mean believe it to the point I'm trying to bring his level of thoughts to mine. That's what I mean on my account. And at times I was like, God, hurry up. Even you guys heard me say it. Hurry up. And that's why God wanted me to keep every episode on there. Because of the transformation that took in place. Even when he released to me the attraction, I was like, whoa. You look good. But guess what? It's so much better to wait. And why on wait? I already know it's done. Already gave thanks. You 
I didn't know what was going on with me. I didn't know how to, you know, even take what God was exposing unto me. He had me get up and speak every time he said something to me, to you guys on this podcast. Every time, one in the morning, 12 in the morning, 4 in the morning, 3 in the morning. One time he had me get up there every 10 minutes. Say something. Say something. Say something. And I got up and I did that. See, the thing is, God wasn't focused on the things that I was saying, which I was like, oh my God, did I say that? You told me to tell how I felt. But the thing about it is, God knew that it was transformation taking place. For some reason, a miraculous reason, a magnifying reason, a glorifying reason, God wanted me to open up for you to hear. And that I have never done before. So be honored that he chose you to listen. Hallelujah. If God didn't want me to experience anything he wanted me to express, he would have waited. He chose not to. He know how I am. He know how I think. He know my personality. And he still chose to reveal the things that he revealed. <laughs> and I still chose to say the things that I said. My God. That you all have heard. But I thank God for the growth. I thank God for me dwelling in him. Praying. Spending time with him. I didn't know how to deal with that. I didn't know how to deal with that. I was doing some strange things. You guys heard me. I was like, whoa. What's going on, Father? Can you help me? Why you have me feel this way and why now? But I'm still saying, thy will be done. You understand? Have to use your faith. It don't matter what it looks like. And I know you hear that all the time. But when it happens, you begin to not act like what you know how to act like. In the midst of the situation happening unto you. for every other person to experience it's for every person to experience hallelujah God has picked me up and turned me around placed my feet on solid ground I would never need another day in my life I would never want another day in my life peace is still in my life and I'm still releasing that to people when God used me to go out and preach his ministry and you know what got me though and we still have to love unconditionally but places I went to to minister and I made people in ministry for over 40 years and saying things like can you pray for me because I need a job See, that's something that you would say in the natural. Because in the natural to you, that is a fact. But to us in the spiritual realm, that is a lie, Jesus. You know what? God won't have nothing happen to you that he won't want to allow to happen to you. 
You understand? If every, anything happened to you, it's for a purpose. See the purpose through. And know that it's not about you. He's not going to let nothing happen to you. You have to have the heart. If this happened to me because, God, you wanted it to. Because I'm using my faith for it not to happen. And it's still dead. I don't mean to call things that, be, I mean, not to call things that be not. You're speaking into a situation when God would just speak over it. When you're speaking under it. So you're going to reap what you just sowed. I'm not talking about that. I mean, I'm talking about those who pray together. Those who have faith. And something still appearing to happen unto you. And it's out of your control. There's a purpose to it. That happened to me many a times. That was actually my lifestyle. Things purposely happening. And I was like, what kind of life is this? It's purpose. Purpose, purpose, purpose. I went to a studio one time. And usually when you go to the studio, they see a female there. Most people come around, they want to hear. And I don't like all the guys crowding me. I don't like that. So I told the people in the studio, I don't like that crowd. And in a nice way, can you guys step off and step back? I don't need you to be in the booth with me. I'm not here for that kind of attention. Because you don't even know what I'm about to say. You're thinking about the rock straight street talk, cussing and all that, speaking drugs and sex and all that. No, I have a new message. And <laughs> they weren't even aware. And when he asked me the name of my song, and I said, I, I forget what the song at the time. I know it's something. Jesus was the title. Jesus is. And they was like, oh man, like, oh, okay. Alright. And when I rock. I mean, before I rap, the guy who was on the keyboard, he said something about gospel rap. And the entire studio got dark. The lights went out. The power went out. The entire power went out. It was completely black. We couldn't even see each other. We could hear each other. And I was like, don't talk about the gospel. And the power came on after I said that. And the producer looked at me and said, I don't know who, because he said, I don't know who brought her in here. <laughs> but I'm scared. <laughs> because this has never happened before. I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. But I'm going to just say this. You got it. The floor is yours. You got it. Let's hear what you got. Hallelujah. I told God that I love, you know, recording music, but I'm not, you know, I don't know how all that is to know at this current time, how to do it at your home, but it can be done. Because I don't really like going places that I'm not aware where they can actually take advantage of you. I didn't do much study on that. It's just a gift to me that has been playing around with in my entire life. You understand? Just going around the way, just freestyling me and my friends. Me and my sister and my cousin, we all gifted in the area of music. Hallelujah. But I just thank God for that. They was like, hold up. Who are What y'all bringing here? Who is this thing? You understand? One time, I'm going to tell you, when God sent me to a place to cast a witch out of this woman, let me tell you something. When I, before I walked through the door, it opened. It opened. And what happened was, I had a co-worker trying to mock the God in me. 
I know you'll be on the trains preaching. I know you're a powerful woman, but I'm going to test and see how powerful you are. I'm going to send you next to a witch, and I want to see if you can identify that's a witch that's standing beside you. But she never told me that, but Holy Spirit said that. And he said that that night before I got to go. And when I got to work, I knew everything was about to happen before it did. And she said, I have somebody I want you to meet. The door opened before I even walked in. I said, sure. The girl looked. I looked at her and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, it caught me by surprise. See, Holy Spirit told me it was going to be a witch. But he didn't tell me how the witch was going to look. My God. It was similar to one of the movies. It was worse than The Exorcist. I didn't even see that whole movie. I seen the preview. I said, I can't watch stuff like this. I, I can't do that. People walking around like that, like, you know what I'm saying, on their toes and on their hands behind. Like that movie, The Ring. My God, who made that? Jesus. So they would like horror movies. I don't know. How can you sit there? How? I don't even know how to act in a movie like that. I would, even though I know I'm acting, I'm still scared. <laughs> you understand? It's not my company to keep. Fear originates from the enemy. So why would I invite fear in my life? I'm not telling you what not to watch. I'm not saying nothing wrong with you watching it. Don't get my words confused. But when I saw the witch, I was like, whoa! Immediately, y'all, I was like, hold up. I had to, I had to stir myself on the inside. I said, stir yourself up. <laughs> stir yourself up on the inside. A lot of things happen on the inside, my God. I'm like, stir yourself up. Stir yourself up. Because I was to walk right out the room. I'm like, oh, no. She said, what? Stir yourself up. I said, I said, you are a witch, huh? She didn't say anything. I said, I command that, that demon to leave. Get up and get out. She walked out the room. She did not want to release the demon. Episodes with the same woman. They took her to many churches. And by the way, her sister was like the one who tried to see if God was real to me. When I said, Oh, you're a witch, she was like, Oh, you are real. You are. Because you identified it. But anyway, don't play with God. You think you can play with me, but don't play with him, though. No. Come on now, don't play with God. Like he don't know. Like he's not gonna tell me. Come on, man. And then she just got worse and worse to the point her head began to spin around. And her sister called me every night. And I ain't gonna lie, sometimes I was like, all right, I'll call you back. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm being real, for real. This is like seven, eight years ago. But still, it happened. And I was like, uh, I'll call you back. She said, you don't wanna be bothered with that mess? No, I really didn't. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, no, I don't. <laughs> That's a whole nother case. <laughs> I done cast out many devils, but I don't, know which, I don't know who that is. You understand? <laughs> but you can't walk away. And she just kept on. You know, kept pushing the issue, come to me. You know what I'm saying? The demons kept, you know, come to me. I'm like, nah, you come to you. I'm not coming over there. You know, in some way, so many words, I was afraid. And she was throwing up, you know, yellow, green stuff and, you know what I'm saying? And checking names and scratching things on the wall and flying across the room. And she would call me, her sister called me and say, she flying across the room. I'm like, all right, we'll pray. I turn it quick. I'd be like, pray about it. Give it over to God. They took her to over, what, 20 some churches in the month. And many of the pastors, when they, they already know who she is, they're like, uh-uh, in so many words, get her out of here. Because we tried everything we could, and she's still the same way. 
And God used me to say to her sister, when a demon is cast out, it's cast out. It's something that she's doing to continue to invite them in. And it's a source of witchcraft. You cannot play with God in that way. Or you will be overtaken by evil to the point where it actually destroys you. And when I told her that, she said, no, I'm not doing anything. Yes, you are. Because there's no demon that have power over the words that's within me. That's a lie. There's no way I cast that demon out and that demon and more come back. The only way that will come back and many more is if you go backwards again. So you keep doing something that you think no one know about, but God sees it all. But you must stop before you be destroyed. Because every time they cast them out, I even cast them out. You invite them back and many more come upon you. Now you fight across the bedroom. And Henry called me and asked me to come. Like I'm going to show up. No, I'm just with Jesus. I should have said that, my God. <laughs> That's how I felt. Keep calling me three, four, two in the morning. Gotta get up at five. Because something you keep doing. And come to find out she was doing carbs. And they going to get her palms red. And while they was doing that, she was allowing them to do other things to her. But she thought that I didn't know that. Witchcraft is witchcraft. No matter how simple some things may be, it's still witchcraft. God had me come to a lot of people's. Oh gosh. Oh God. Jesus. Just when we be as Jesus is, you would do exactly and even more what Jesus done because he went home. To prepare a place for us. It's already been prepared. I'm not gonna hold you any longer. It's my mother's birthday. We're gonna do some celebrating. And I love you guys so much, but really grab hold of everything that's happening around you. Let me stop the music because I really want you to hear me before I go. I want you to really grab hold of everything that you have learned, that you are aware of that you confess, that you declare and decree by every encounter you have spent and encountered with God, with Christ and Holy Spirit. You understand, it's so much more bigger than just reading the Word of God because you're actually reading about yourself, but God is always doing a new thing. He's taking you up higher. We are in a generation at such a time as this. The Bible that you read about, the word remains forever. But the people that encountered that word, they're in the kingdom. That was their generation at their time. Our book is in the kingdom. Because Christ is already home. See, during that time, Christ was on his way. And Christ came and he left. We during a time when he's at home. He already left. And he's preparing to come back. We in that generation. And our names are mentioned and it's written in the Lamb's book of life. Christ's book of life. Because he is the Lamb of God. The Lamb that was slain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So I want you to arise. I want your spirit to arise. Arise is just not a meaning to stand up physically, to stand up from sitting down. Arise means to come up, grow up, level up. Allow your faith to increase. Go further, forward, come up. Arise. Your faith should be arising. Your words of faith should be arising. And that causes your situation to bow. But don't look at your situation from the words that you say to see the change. Know that the change has already been made because you just said it. You understand? So we say it and we wait to see it happen what we say. No, no, it already happened. Hallelujah. And some things are out of your control, but it's in God's control. Because he's in control. But be mindful of the words that you say. Hallelujah. The Lord is your shepherd. Your shepherd. You don't have to want for nothing. And when we say things like that, you begin to evaluate your situation and the things that's in your life that's causing you to care and to want something. Well, I got this going on, but I know it sounds good to not care. I know he's my shepherd, but it's just this. There are no buts. How much do you believe God? I'm at, you know, when you lay your life down, you're at the point where it doesn't even matter about how you even feel anymore. Because your thoughts are not even your thoughts anymore. Neither are your ways. See, God steps in and God show out. He uses you as a vessel to show who he is, to demonstrate his mighty works. And he wants to go all the way in every single one of us. But he's that patient to wait until you are ready for him to do so. And many of us don't give that chance to even see it done. How many, of, how many of us that God is stopped on? Because we're moving. Not even being able to rewalk what's already been written, preordained for your life. He already see your future, but know that you're not physically ready to walk in it yet. And some of you don't even make it to that point to even ever walk in. And I know I was one of them. In the past. When you think about it and evaluate yourself by embracing more wisdom every day due to encounters with God, you begin to see things for what they really are. My God, how can I ever turn around? How can I ever think to put my own thought? How can I even think that you would take care of me? I was glad. I am glad that you said unto me, let us. I love Psalm 63, 64. God, thou art my God. Jesus. 63. 64. One up. And this is my favorite one. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, thou art my God. You are my God. Lord, you are my shepherd. You attend to me. You have responsibility to take care of me. And in your word, not just me, but also my offspring. You say you'll restore my family.
He restored your youth. For those of you who feel like you're up there in age, He restored your youth. But do you know that? Have you embraced restoration in every area? A lot of us receive things for certain areas and not for other areas. But every word of God is for every area of your life. He will keep you in perfect peace. But your peace will not be perfect if your mind don't stay on him. Hallelujah. Everything that I'm doing, having fun with everyone, is still on Christ. He's the source of my strength. Hallelujah. Everything I do is unto the Lord. Every laughter that I bring and release into the world. So much beauty is taking place. So many miracles and signs are happening right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Before I get off here, God, I just want to say, you are our God. You had so many children from generation to say that and give up on you. Have false gods. We read about it. We've been taught the word. Now here we are, still children of God in this generation. What are we saying compared to what they said? I know one thing I won't say I don't have or that I need. I would not do that. God, you are my God. You are my God. He keeps showing me Omega sign. He always shows me that every day. The end. God said, this is the best part of your life, Quenisha. The end. <laughs> Not the beginning. No, the end. <laughs> I see the end all the way down to the beginning. For all of us, it's the end. The now and forevermore. And your end starts the moment you begin to know that. What are you frustrated for? You don't have a need of anything or want of anything. Write it down. What God put in your heart, write it down. Hold him to his word. You say you believe him, right? You gave him your life, right? You're following after him, right? It's his outcome, his purpose for your life, right? Then write what he showed you down. Because sometimes, the reason why he say that, because sometimes we forget. Due to things coming our way. If it don't look like what he said, and you didn't put it upon the table of your heart, you're going to lose faith in that. And that's going to rob you from walking in it. Because you're going to have what you say. You're not speaking it to an existence. Not even having the patience to wait for it. Because you don't even know or believe that it belongs to you. Because you just don't think that you're significant that much. Or enough. But the moment that you realize that God is who he say he is. In every area. You got to remember to check yourself. If you're saying things. It's out of the way to people. The Bluetooth device ways. is ready to pair. Sorry about that, guys. I told you I cut everything off. I wanted you guys to hear me. And you feeling ways. You guys heard it all. <laughs> it was just going to give back for real. But you're feeling ways. Even those with children. You, you know, you may snap or get upset or get frustrated even with your spouse or your family. 
You don't have to be married about your job, anything, your account, anything, your neighbor, anything, anyone. He caught sudden anything. But your response, your response is all who he is to you. Who is he to you? Who is he to you? Do you believe that what you just said? And if you don't believe that, don't be embarrassed to address it to him. To ask him to show you how to get better at it. Because he already see the error. He already felt that issue to the surface. He's trying to cut that root up out of you. One time I had a root on the inside of me, guys. And I didn't know it was there. It was a generational root. And what it was is that, because I, ne I never embraced none of the other ones. But I know about this one. You know, I saw the root a mile away. I always had eyes to see, but I didn't know about it. This is a, sne a sneaky one, huh? Yeah. And this root was uh, um, having to, you know, how can I explain it, Father? You know when you feel like you have to uh, impress people. I had to impress members in my family. I feel like I had to impress them. To have them know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So I have to come at them and just say things that, to prove to them that I'm doing something too. That spirit of impression. You don't have to impress anybody. Oh, you know I'm doing this. Oh, you know I'm doing that, you know. And, we, and the reason why I was like that because the love was giving differently. It wasn't spread amongst us all on one accord. It was a lot of favoritism going on. And I identified that. But because God drew me away from that, many people thought I thought I was better. But how can you think you better when all you do is put them above yourself? So it puzzled them to have them come to me and say, who do you think you are? Especially when people have been walking with God, they say, for over 40 years. And yet here you are, this little child, little girl, now a teenager, now a young adult. And they see the power of God, the glory of God over your life in such a magnified way. And they feel as though, not even embracing and being happy about what God's doing in you, they take that as an opportunity to envy. And then get angry at you for something you can't even help how you were created. So people, I felt that way around. I just walked away. And it kept me away. And I was like, no. They dealt to everyone different forms of love. And then we as cousins, and I see the mothers as sisters and the brothers as brothers fighting for the mother's love. And not our mother. It all started from way up. It's a grandmother of grandmother. Now everyone competing. But I was always the one that's like, I don't like this. But if someone's telling me what they're doing, I'm, I'm going to share what I'm doing too. But I was like, why do we keep doing this? So I always was the one who tried to stop it at the picnics and the family reunion. You know how you feel that tension? You know, you don't see this person a long time. So you feel like they're a stranger, but they, you know, they blood, a blood stranger. You understand? And there's always people that come around and be like, you don't call nobody. Neither do you. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're not going to put that on me. I ain't get no phone call from you either. But that generational curse, I had to cuss. I mean, I had to, God had to uproot. And I didn't know it was that deep within our generation. Like God, it was like at the bottom of my feet. 
And it was way up to like my waistline. And it was very thick. That root was so thick. And it looked so disgusting. The way God showed me how roots look in us. I was like, God, if you don't get that root up out of me for real, I'm going to vomit. Because he showed me how it looks. He always showed me, you know, eyes to see. And I was like, oh my God, it was such a thick root. And the roots are not attractive. <laughs> he grabbed that root from the bottom of my feet and lifted it all the way up by first acknowledging that it is a root. And I was like, wow. And God was like, there's more. I said, it's more? He said, yeah. I said, oh God, what else is there? He said, you're still angry at your father. I said, I am? We, I just talked to him the other day. You know, I just wrote him a letter. No, you're still angry at him. Because every time someone disrespected you or hurted you, you wish he was there. And I heard every time you said it. And I was, you said, you, you think your life would have been better if he'd been around. I was like, oh, that was a long time ago. God said, but you never, you know, addressed the issue. I still remember it. The date, the time, the moment. I never forget. And I was like, oh, yeah. So there was some crime going along, and I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I'll never feel like that again, you know. And then that day, I was, the day before this happened, I was like, God, if you see anything, and I was brought up to say, if you see anything, God was floating up stuff. I'm trying to tell y'all. The whole day he was floating up stuff. I'm at work. And God was like, there's more. I'm like, what? More? More? It's more? I was like, oh, God. And he just, I said, just go ahead and get it up out of me, God. He kept bringing things out, but so passionately and so, yo, lovingly. And I was like, I remember I said on my lunch break, I was like, God, do you have anything nice to say? <laughs> I never forget I said that to God. I said, oh, he just showed me the tree of life. I love you, Father. The tree of life looks similar to a bonsai tree. And he said, um, for those who like trees like I do, I mean. <laughs> and he said, um, I said, God, do you have anything nice to say? He, he's just slowed down. He's, you know, I said, you know what? No, I don't want you to slow down. Get this mess up out of me. Get it up out of me. He said, you're bothered. Things that people say, you brush it off. But some of the things that people say, it still bother you. I said, get it up out of me. Get it up out of me. I don't want it. He said, you're still angry at the Jews. I'm like, dang, you're going back to, the, you know, childhood years now. I don't forget anything. You never came to me and addressed it to be healed from. You being angry at the Jews who crucified Christ, but not knowing that had to take place in order for you to be where you are today. Forgive them. I said, okay, I forgive them. There's more. I was like, oh God. I ain't even talking no more, y'all. Y'all were like, oh, what else you do? It's put it like that. It's all out. Jesus. The roots are gone. The roots are gone. If you feel like you have to compete with family members, that's a root. Anything about family that's not good is a generational issue. You understand? And you notice a lot of parents, our grandparents, had many children back in their day, even our great-grandparents, and they did the best they could, but some of them just loved the kids differently, had favoritism amongst the kids, and had the aunts and uncles and the cousins and siblings fighting for that grandmother's love and attention by comparing and competing. So you and your family, you and your mother and her, and you and your siblings and your mother and father, y'all in y'all huddle, and your aunts and your cousins over there, but you love your cousins, but you know your mother can't stand her sister or her brother because they go back and forth about something about the mother saying this, you love more or you didn't love less or whatever. And all that tension amongst the families. So now the cousins are competing. Well, my child is going to this college. My child already graduated. 
Stuff like that. Let me go make sure I put on the best outfit because I'm about to go around the family. I'm about to kill them. I'm about to be the best thing up in that piece. Thoughts like that. Instead of just saying I'm happy to be around. And when I had that love around my family, they didn't know how to embrace that. They didn't know how to embrace the love. Because my family had a lot of money and they had a lot of pride. And a lot of religion. And I thank God for restoring it that they don't no longer have that anymore. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to sit there and say as if I didn't. I also did at one point. Hallelujah. A lot of mistakes was made. And they all have been forgiven. You understand? So the way how God used me to teach, you would never find me operating anything other than what God used me to say. Because he won't have me to say it if I'm not living it. And I mean with spirit and in truth. Now you got people giving false doctrine, of course. But guess what? You already see the lie. Because you already can see and the enemy will expose them. And the truth will expose them. And as to what they really believe in. You, you understand? I'm not saying you're not going to... Uh, I'm not going to use that as an example. Because you have the power to say and see a thing. Speak the word over your life. You are the living word of God. It is your life. It's a difference. Coming up higher and knowing that you are the living word of God. God is my shepherd. No matter what goes on, you are my shepherd. And in fact, nothing negative will go on because I command my day. And I command my day by declaring that you are my shepherd. Hallelujah. When you walk like that with God, you don't focus on the things that are around you. And some people may try to cause you to stumble and fall. But who focus on that when your eyes are on him? Hallelujah. See, I let God do the talking for me. I let God do it for me. Oh, God, I feel you so much now. Oh, Lord. Let me get off in my mom's birthday today. But I love you guys so much. Remember, greater is he who's in us, in us, in us, in us. My God. Lord, you in us. He's in the world. So every promise, you are worth the wait. I value you. I value you. I'm already yours. You already mine. To every promise in my assignment, every place, everything, every person that's connected to my assignment, I value you. As Christ value you. And you will see that from this day forward. Hallelujah. In Jesus name. Greater is he who is in us. Than he who is in the world. I love you. I love you.